You could, you could turn. <coughs> Okay, for those of you online, we are in the same Marmokum we're going to get back to tonight with the Ramam and the Sefer HaMitzvahs. And I'm going to bring up two things as we get back into it. First of all, I mentioned there were the two Shailas I was going to get to, but since each one takes a few minutes, I saved one for tonight. The other, uh, same one, this actually came in a couple of months back. We didn't have a chance to get to it. And it was a Shaila about an emoji. As I mentioned last night, we seem to be having share on things that half the words are all new or newish. And this is not a haskama or an encouragement to use any of them or to necessarily even have shaykhs to devices that use them if it's not necessary. So I'm just answering the question because the person who sent it in was asking a good question. And that is, there's an emoji with two hands folded together in a gesture of prayer, which seems to be quite popular. I would ask if anybody's seen that, but no one's going to admit that they have, because you're all trying to figure out what in the world an emoji is. So um, you'll ask your friends when you get home. But I've actually seen them, and it struck me as kind of odd, so I'm happy he asked because it always conjures up some sort of um, Avodah practice or Christian way of davening or something like that. And should we be using such a thing? Not every picture out there should be used, as we saw from the sugya last year when we were discussing uh, pictures and the like. So, sorry to have a kula two nights in a row, but in this sugya... A lot of people are using it. You want to be miyashiv, can't call it a minig. It's not a very old minig, but, but it's not us or it's not us, or even though it's not necessarily preferred. And as we saw last night about the guessing of the gender event, so this is going to be a similar issue. And that is, if you recall, we mentioned Rabbi Kivager brings down from the Be'er Sheva. He wonders why Yidin don't dive in with their hands outstretched. It's clear from Chumash that that was a very important mode of tefillah and it was used by Avramavinu and Meshavinu and all of a sudden we don't seem to be using it that much. He wanted to know why. And his guess was, his educated guess was, it was apparently so educated that Rabbi Baker brings it down and he holds of it. And that is that once they started doing it, we actually, if it's not a chiv, the Reis we move away from it, like the guy with the greenery and shvuas, even though there seems to be like the guy in the Ramah, which we discussed at length. But we try to shy away from it if it's not necessary, and there are many ways to dive, and it doesn't have to be with the hands up. And therefore, it fell into somewhat of a stage of disuse. I say somewhat because there were Gedolim since then who apparently disagreed and said, no, it's still a preferred way of davening for certain types of tefillahs, and it, it was still used, and they don't see it much today, but if you see somebody doing it, you can't say it's usser, but it explains why we generally uh, discourage it. This would be the same problem, that if there was, I mean, everybody here is davening three times a day, and we don't see anybody davening like this. And the reason is because intuitively, even if you don't know that Rabbi Kibager, you ask anybody in the street, they would say, yeah, the guy, 
pray like that. So we definitely shy away from it. It's not a great idea, and therefore it wouldn't be a fantastic idea to Dafka use that as an emoji to uh, flash your great expression of Hakar Zatoiv to your good friend. Again, the very uh, brief survey of what this thing is supposed to be, most people would agree that it has a lot to do with prayer, and that's not coming from a great place. Prayer is, but this form is not, even though, again, not us, sir. And some said, no, and in Japan, other Far Eastern uh, societies, they use it as an expression of thanks, an expression of request. There, why? Yeah, right. So there's enough out there. That's why I said it's not Musser. We're not going to Musser using it. And if you get one, you shouldn't give the guy Musser. There are other things to make a macha about. But if you have a choice, again, I'm not pushing any of them. And you could probably just write what you want to say and say thank you in plain old English and get by with that. You don't have to use any of these. But I don't see a reason why Daf could use it, and whoever's using it, you know, let them know that um, you know, we don't actually pray like that. And if he says, I'd like to use it, then it's an expression of thanks in Japan, then okay. So it's not us or it's not us, sir. But I don't think there's an Indian to uh, use it for sure. I didn't use any of them. And certainly not um, beyond the pale to Dafka Gorewey not to use it, even though I don't believe it's actually Osir. Just an interesting, uh, the Shailas are always getting very up to date as people notice things. And I think in the context of the Sogis of Avarazara, which we're, which we're back in, not surprisingly. And with that, I'll uh, segue back in. Uh, yeah. I believe it is. Anything in the Far East is probably based on the other things also. But even with that, hands are used to form expressions. So to Aserid, you'd really have to have some reason to believe that it was a chilek of their chilek of Arizara. I would guess not. Just like the hands out stretch would be an intuitive form of, of davening, and we don't need to have an intuitive form as we know in Chumash it was used, but it's not beyond the pale. So going like this, going like this, they're not about pick up all not to go like this. There, there are things to say about all these things, but I don't think, even though normally the fallback position is if you see something strange, you have to be about It's not strange to be standing there beseeching the one God Almighty. Uh, I'm not saying they're doing that. They have many of them, unfortunately. But if they're praying and they're doing something with their hands, Labdafka, do you have to have an assumption that that's rooted in some kisha for something like that. Even though normally, misafik, if we don't know where it comes from, we are nervous, as we've had many examples. But I, I think this would not be a case like that, and I, I think maker din is mutter. I do agree with your comment that usually with the Chinese, Japanese, it's something rooted, something further back, but it's probably going to be rooted right there in just a form of uh, tefillah. But if you find something, I actually asked somebody last night that looked like you to... Uh, research, you find something, I think in all the documents sent, there was no direct claim of anybody saying it was rooted in Avodah or X or Y. If you see something like that, it has to be you know, somewhat credible, but... Yeah, so that picture was just a praying hands, but that just said that there were... Galochim. Yeah, but again, but it's prayer. Okay. That's like, the same reason we can't ask our praying like this even though we shot away from it because once they adopted it, so the same reason we shy away from this emoji and certainly 
davening like this, which we have shot away from because you never met anybody. If you walk at the shul and see a guy like this, you'd be very nervous. Like, uh, where are those guys from Israel do anti-missionary stuff? Let's get them over here. And speaking of anti-missionary, uh, I think you were the one who uh, told me there's still active stuff at work. It's just amazing. I don't know if that was an example. That's I left in my voicemail. I don't know if he's... Uh, but you've got to be chayshid. Chavdev uh, v'chadsheyu. So it could be something very uh, bad in the background of where they got it from, even rooted in Kishuv, but I'm not sure you have to assume that as a fallback position. Yes, yes. That interesting chart you sent me, there, the Taina people not walking on the ladders, they said, and I think we brought this up a couple of years back, it's from Christianity, that hang-up, because the ladder represents the Trinity, isn't that? There's a Gemara, you shouldn't walk under a kir natui, that's a wall that's not too stable, that's hangover, because it takes away schusim, because it's dangerous, and you don't want to put yourself in a dangerous matzav and take away schusim, even though it's not technically us or else, statistically the wall's there and it's been there for, for a while, but why take away schusim? So people assume that that's the same idea, don't walk under a ladder. I don't think it's a tzushtel, and I think the ladder, Mishagas, comes from the Christians because of this thing, and that's why we shouldn't be makbid. Most ladders I've seen, the real sophisticated ones with the guys at the top of the hard hats, are built pretty well, and I haven't seen any of them fall apart, and the guys at the top, usually climbing tall ladders, are pretty good at it. So what's the chance? Why shouldn't you walk by? Why? He's not going to fall on you. So that's, the Gemara is talking about a kir notui, where the wall is, looks like it's about to fall in. So that would be an example where we shouldn't be worried about that, because that comes straight from there in Mishagasin, and that would be a chukasem issue. If you're more worried about the latter than you are about other dangerous things like jumping out of planes and bungee jumping, which... If you can't answer outright, as we've said, uh, it's certainly, I don't know, too many people have extra schusim to give away. Why would you want to use schusim to protect yourself in dangerous situations? And after they keep telling you that more people get hit a block away from the house and all the other skewed statistics, they make you sign a bunch of waivers <laughs> before you jump out of that plane. For good reason. They want to know if you're insured and what's the name of the insurance company. And uh, they're not responsible. And uh, if it's so safe and it's like, walk out of your house, did you ever sign waivers and you walked out of your front door? So, it's, again, I can't say it's Asr, but why would you want to be in a matzah with you using schusim? That's the, that's the concept over here. Okay, so uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of davening without any of the hand motions that we have to uh, import. And let me go back to the Gemara Sanhedrin we were discussing before we go back to this Rambam, because it's all tied in. And that is, we were uh, collecting those heaters. We weren't collecting them. We were allowing them to collect them from us in Beauville. And as we saw, the Ramban says it's at worst with Neiver, helping them do their celebrations in their Vodazara temple. And that's not Yehovah because it's Hanal money, either because they're just using it to get warm in the cold desert nights, or because you're saving them money, they don't have to go to Walmart and collect heaters. And that's Hanal Asman and it's Mutter. And the Balamor learns that it's Livniver, but apparently he's learning that you get a chelika there of Eira, and he learns Hanal Asman's Mutter even for the Gimel of Eira's I want to mention one kasha that this Gemara is going to take front and center in this kasha, this Mahalach. We're not going to go into it now because it's one of the many subtopics. But there's a Maral Diskin that is widely quoted and widely debated and makes a big, one of the central hakiras we're going to cover, make a big nafkamina in the Sugilif Nevir. And loosely put, he discusses a case where you're sort of doing your own thing 
and mind your own business, and you're doing something which can trigger a michshul for somebody else, but you really don't have any sheiches with the guy. Is that your responsibility? Is that Livnevi? And there are a lot of cases like that. Uh, but Yashav has a tshuva, and somebody asked him, how can you make uh, hafkana and yushalayim for chilul uh, Shabbos and all the other hafkana? Some of them are um, mandated and encouraged by G'daylum that they shouldn't change the status quo, which they're always trying to do, and now they're really trying to do. And doesn't mean they should be violent, doesn't, uh, but the, the general idea behind it. And unfortunately, what happens is, is when they have those hafkanot, uh, the police come. And the press comes. It's Shabbos. Somebody asks Rabbi Yashu, why is that Lifneiver? As you begin to notice, there are a lot of things that go on in life that are Lifneiver, Shaila, once you're in the Sugya. So why is it Lifneiver? And he brings the Maral Diskin to say that you're having a Hafkana for your own purposes. You didn't ask them to come, you prefer they not come. And the fact that they're going to come is their business, that's not your problem. Even though you're triggering it, it's going to happen 100%. So, we're not going to the Mahal Diskin now. We're going to see, when we see it inside, he has rias to his yisoid, and where you apply it is a big machlik, is what he even meant by it. Lamaisa, the reason I'm mentioning it now, is they all ask the later Achorim, after the Mahal Diskin said, Mahal Diskin lived 100 years ago plus, they ask from this Gemara, he says, you're at home, there's a knock on the door, a very stubborn knock on the door that sounds foreboding, and you open up, and the local galach or his is here in Bovo, and he says, our holiday's coming up, we want your heaters or else. So the Gemara says, Rava says, the minute we give them over, we don't get killed and give them over without a fight. And as we just said, there's a machlekes, why that is. The problem is Lifneiver. Quantum Maral Diskin, why is it a problem with Lifneiver? I'm not interested in the Maral Diskin's short little, it's not really a tshuva, it's, uh, it's in Chuva's model discan, but it's one little sif cotton. His case was where a Nazir has a gun. He takes his gun, he says, Can you get on your motorboat and bring me the wine? I'm thirsty. The fever. It's Travel and Ira, and you bring him the wine. But he's forcing you to bring him the wine. Is that an Esau Dreis Lefnever? I'm not saying whether it's Yahweh Yavra or not. He's going to beat you up, he's going to take money away from you. Maro Diskin says, if he's forcing you to be marshal him, that's by definition not Lefnever. And Marela, it's not a problem. And he has rias, and not now, but we're going to see the rias and see those who argue. But they all ask the kasha from Agamara. They're knocking the door, they're telling you no certain terms, you want your heaters. And no is not one of the options on the table over here. So why is there, the whole discussion of Gemara is Lif Niver, why it's Mutter, and why it's not Yahavayavar, and should Lif Niver be Yahavayavar? But they're, they're forcing me, going to Maal Diskin, it should be okay. Rabbi Yoshev uses his Maal Diskin to allow the the demonstration on Shabbos, because he says, I have no shaykhs, I'm not asking to come. So what do, you, what do you do with this Gemara? It's a good kasha, and I'm mentioning it now, but on the Gemara, when we get there in a couple of months, we'll review the kasha and see if there are any answers, but that's part of understanding the parameters over here. Let's go to the Rambam now. We saw the first part of the Rambam last night. The Rambam said, sounded like he was saying, the Yacharim learned, that there are two parts to Lifneiver, and the Rambam alludes to the fact that he thinks the Pasha shot, the first shot you think of is giving bad advice, then he talks about Averis, and he started off saying the bad advice is only Yidin to Yidin, and everybody asks why, if Lifneiver applies to Gayim, and part of the answer is going to be that there's a Banan Lachavero and Banan Lachavero part, Banan Lachavero doesn't apply between the Yid and the Akum, even though it's always an Indian to be nice, 
and therefore it doesn't apply to bad advice, but it applies to Averis, because that's better than Lamakum. That's a biggest side in the Sugya, because you're polluting the atmosphere. You're causing him to do Averis, and Hashem doesn't want to increase Averis in the world. And that's why the Avram Menachai case does apply to Goyim. So let's go now to page three in this Rambam, in this set, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, and you'll see why this is important and why it's in Sefer Mitzvahs in Sharish Chi. You'll see in the top, she says, Sharish Chi, Lav Shabachlos. He's discussing what a Lav Shabachlos is. Lav Shabachlos means it's a very uh, applicable, generic, somewhat generic Lav, and the call is a Lav Shabachlos does not get Malchus, and all Malchus are learned out. If you're learning Malchus this year, or your children are, uh, it's a popular school start, a popular seventh grade activity. And the Lash Bechols is not Demet to Los Asam Shabadisha, which the original is Sir Malka's learned out from the Isra of Los Asam Shabadisha. So that's how we know Lavaniti Lase, Lav Shamba Maisa, and the Lash Bechols. Lash Bechols is, as the name sounds, <laughs> a bit generic. It's hard to pin down exactly what it is. So we're going to try to explain what the options are over here. The Ramam is going to bring a few examples of Lav Shabacholos. We're obviously focusing on this for one purpose, and that is also Gil of Nivir. Why does Lav Nivir, being such a hideous Avera that it is, and it's so applicable, why isn't there Malchus? So last night we said over the Chinuch hold, it's possibly a Lav Shem in certain circumstances, and therefore it never has Malchus, even when it is a Maisa. The Rambam is going to bring a different reason. So let's see it inside, and we'll see what the Ramam holds, and then we'll see what the Ritva holds and why they're different. Page 3, about halfway down in the middle, at the bracket. Lav Shabacholosh, and Lachan Lav Commotion of our Ate is going to explain what a Lav Shabacholosh is. So he brings the classic example, which everybody agrees to the example. The question is, is this the only reason? Zal ki Amru, Pasik in Kedeshim. Lesachal al Adam. I don't want to use generic, I don't want to downgrade the Kedusha, the Pasuk, where every ice in the Torah has a million meanings. But L'Sech Adam is understood by Chazal in many, many different ways, and you can't dash in a Pasuk twice. So if they have five, six drushes, that means they hold all of them fit in, and they're all Daraisa. It's going to be a little frightening. Some of them sound like uh, it's a Dinder Abonon. We would hope it's a Dinder Abonon. Is it an Asmachta? Is it a Dinder But we're not going to go into that too deeply. We're going to list the examples because you'll see what the Ramam wants from it. So what does mean? Don't eat on blood. So what is are we talking about over here? So first Isser mentioned, which means you shechted the animals. So there's a of the shechita that's no longer even in which for Yidin, who have a Chalash Shechita, there's no longer Avram and Achai. For a guy, it has to actually stop moving and be dead. The famous Parshas Drachim, that was the Machlech Yisef in the Shiftei Ka, when he accused them of being Avram and Achai, whether they had a din of a Ben Nayachurag or, or a Yid, and that was part of the argument. If you're not familiar with that Parshas Drachim, uh, we'll say it slower some other time. But there's a separate Isser. It's not Avram and Achai now. You shafted it, brave of uh, the Simonim. But you have to wait till it stops moving to actually dies. Not the Yisr of Evan Achai. Because it's halachically dead. What is it? This Yisr. Which means there's still blood running through the body of the animal. Don't eat it. Now, you'd have difficulty eating it anyway because most people don't like, uh, what do they call Steak tartare? Yes, I think the steak tartare they serve in the fancy restaurants. 
the animal stopped moving already. I would hope so. Somebody's not familiar with the shirm over here would think I eat at all the fancy restaurants. Uh, so never had it. I never even went to a place that served it. But it uh, doesn't mean I wouldn't walk in. Just make sure it's uh, reliably healthy because they didn't cook it. It's the cheapest thing on the menu because they didn't do anything to it. Uh, just I uh, would be careful about uh, you know, some other parasites going on it. But if they handle it well, like sushi, it is edible and it's mutter. If it doesn't disgust you, then there's not baltashaksa. But enough people eat it. And they said that about sushi, and now it seems to be doing fine. So I'm out here to attack the steak tartare in case you had that for dinner. Anybody here eat steak tartare on the regular uh, dinner? Yeah? Your, your wife uh, makes it? Just for Yeti. So it was across Yeah. <laughs> and you ordered it, you ate it, and and you're still here. Yeah. Hashem. Why is it nobody uh, orders it for a dinner at home, a regular Tuesday night pre-sheer dinner? You need very fresh meat. It's expensive. Okay. I just like keeping up on the nugget to Bishalakum is it nechal kamoshu chai? I'm not gonna. This nugget. If it's if it's popular, it's nechal kamoshu chai. Okay, so it's not popular enough to be... I, that's what I'm alluding to, yes. I don't think you can matter all Bishalakama meat saying that it's Nechokamoshu Chai because it's not that popular. That's my, that's my point over here for the Bishalakama side of things. Anyway, you've got to wait till the animal stops moving and the blood stops flowing. As I said, we were, there were people leveling accusations against sushi not 20 years ago, and it has survived the test of time. You also have to be careful in the handling. Yeah, yeah, things change. I'm open to that. I just I'm trying to follow it because when things go wrong in the kitchen, those shaylus get to me. Like when the maid, after being told a hundred times not to go near the oven, she cooks a roast. So how does that happen? So I usually inform the people. The first thing you got to know is you don't understand a word you said. You got to speak in the same language. So that's the first thing you got to ascertain. And I'm not tying on her, but if you came from a different country, you also wouldn't understand. So yeah, right, right. So you thought they understood, and now and uh, to stay to say that steak tartare is so popular that meat is the fallback position after the Moshe I think is a big stretch. I would use it as a sniff lahokel if I had nine other sniff lahokel, which doesn't say that much. Uh, sushi is doing better in that regard uh, for the heter of the canned tuna, but that's not us again now. So you gotta wait till it stops. So it's number one. Tamalama Sarkaladam. Dava Achim and I love a basa kutchim. Very disparity sermon. You're eating basa kutchim and they happen not to get to the Zikasadam yet. Usually they do it as quickly as they can, and the client starts eating. So how do you know that that's also Shubalesa say Tamalama Sarkaladam? Same Pasik, different drosha. Sarkabas of Adayan Dam Bemizrak, the Dam wasn't sprinkled yet, still in the bowl. This is interesting. Because this is a dindar bar in the first place. So is this an asmachta? Is this tell us some of them are asmachtas? Sudas for an oval is when they serve when he comes home for a time. It's a, it's a big mitzvah. It's a big mitzvah. It's a dindar abonon. Pashtis, even if Avel is Yamishan's Daraisa, which is Machag is the Muhammad Ramah, but Sudas Havara Lachaira should be drabonon. And if that's true, Menayin Shay Marvin Alawuge Basin, is none of Sudas Havara served? The Avelim, or to the Dianim, or on the fish of the Avelim, or the ones passing the din, uh, for their Ruge Basin. 
After they killed him, it's not a serious havara. doesn't get the full kapara until after the body starts decaying. It's still a rasha. But interesting, it sounds like an asmachta. Before they pass in the din, they have to concentrate and have to fast. The very serious matzav doesn't happen too often. And they have to fast until they carry out the execution, which again is extremely rare. Is that a this could be the Raisa. Where's the Azhara? The Isser on the kid. So Ben Sarmer might be different because we don't actually punish him for something he did. We're punishing him by Shem Saifai. But the Gemara says, still, where's the Azhara? How do you know you can't become Ben Sarmer? So you might wonder, why do you need a Pusik for that? Don't be a bum. And it's okay, don't be a bum. But where's the Pusik? He's not doing anything wrong. He stole money from his parents. That's pretty bad. And it, but he's buying Bosavayayan, likes Bosavayayan. Okay, so where's the Azhar? So it's a capital crime, I'll shame Saifoid, but there is an Azhar. Menayan, Tamalaymar, next page, Lasechaladam. So we have five different Isserms so far from one Pusik. That's his description of a lav shabachol. It's one lav, which has many different applications. Which means that he wouldn't get malchus for any of them so far. This is the part that's going to scare people a little bit. Nobody here. Uh, because you have nothing to worry about if you're not eating before davening. Where's the source that says also to eat before davening? It's a Gemara and Brochus and Drasha. Even if it's Asmachta, it needs a pretty high level to Rabbanon. It's an Isser, and maybe it's more than Asmachta. The Rishayim who bring down Kilus of the Raisa from this Drasha. Don't eat until you daven for your own welfare, your own dam. Beer, Amru, Begemar, Sahedrin. When they counted these various Drashas, Al Kulam, Mishum, Dahavi, Lash, Bechalas. So all these five slash six Eserim, six rushes, there's no Malchus. Sounds like he holds the older race, otherwise what's the Kiddush? There's no Malchus. But that's not our Sugi right now. The point is, some of them are certainly the races, but since there's so many applications of the same Pasuk, the din is a Lash Vachos, it's not Daimit to Lasas and Shabadishai, and Mamela, there's no Malchus. Lash Vachos ain't looking in love. Beer gum came, Lav Shabacholos, Udasi Trey Tlasa Isuri. Very interesting lotion. Rambam says, Lashbachalos, the minimum is either two or three or more. Two or three from the same source. You need two because we only had one. That's a classic lav. So it's two or more. Mechad lav. Vein rosh yimna kalisav iser shakalalayam zalav mitzvah neatzma. And the Rambam here is in the Shrashim of Minyan Mitzvah. He's telling you the cloud had to count up mitzvahs for the Minyan Mitzvahs. The good news is there's 613. And all Rishanim agree to that. The other news is, is that it's quite a lively debate in the Rishanim how to count them, which is why you have the Rasag and the Smog and the Ramam and the Ramban and the Asagas. And we learn a lot. There are a lot of from written on Sefer Mitzvahs. What difference does it make? It's 613. The answer is the lumdus of a mitzvah, how to categorize it, is very important. It can have effect in other dinams. The Ramam here is bringing this in to tell you what he's counting as a mitzvah and what's not counted as a separate mitzvah. And he's borrowing the Lash Bacholas, doesn't have Malkus, that's one Kalal, and what he wants over here is that it's five Drushas, six Drushas, two Drushas, three Drushas, and it's all counted as one Lav. 
Dinyan zehalav gamkain. Kalaymar, Adam Amr, First example, Lesach Adam, we have six examples. And his second, he only has two examples here. His second example, believe it or not, is Lifneiver, Lesitay Mikshul. It's always amazing when you learn a sugi, you realize that all of Shas is one sugi. You would never imagine Lesach Adam has anything to do in Shaykhs whatsoever. The Ramam only has two examples. He says the other shining example of a lot of Shabbachals that doesn't get Malkus. Is As we will explain, it includes different categories. Rabim sounds like a lot, it has to be two or more. So, what are the many categories of Lifnever? The good news is the Ramam is going to explain more, but just start thinking about that. The Ramam just says the reason you don't get Malchus. For Livnever ever is because Allah Shabbos. The Chino says because sometimes they aim by Misa. Two completely different reasons. And we have yet to figure out what the Ramah means. It has many different applications. If I would ask you, obviously it's a loaded question, would you count this as a Allah Shabbos? It's safer to say yes because the Ramah just did. But <laughs> would you count this Allah Shabbos? I'd ask you, what's the chat in the Pasuk? We're going to have five trillion examples. What's shot in the portion? Not to marshal somebody. What difference does it make? It's an Eitzarah, it's Aveira, it's a stumbling block. It's all one Isser. What would that be a lot of Shabbat? That's the classic other. Ram only has two. Gantras, Kol Parakula only has two examples. I'm not saying the only two, but two great examples of Lash Shabbat. The first one has six. That's obvious. And the second one, he says, has Rabim. Doesn't sound like two, but it's at least two. And it's a classic lash of a close because it's all over the place and doesn't get malchus because it's too generic. Why is it generic? I mean, understand what we're asking over here. That's an important shayla which has to be addressed. So the Rambam says commotion of ire, and I'm going to keep you in suspense till tomorrow night. Think about it overnight. If somebody has a flash of brilliance in a dream, I assume this is what you're dreaming about. Call me and leave a message. Aslocha.